This week's episode involves conversation about health policies that the humans will be voting on in next month's elections. Some of these policies are about abortion. If you're planning to listen to this episode with the other humans, and you think that talk about new abortion policies might start a conversation that you are not ready to have, you may want to save this episode for later. End of warning. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That, that was not there yesterday. Have a second it's totally my natural hair color. Is that supposed to look Whoa, like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us. A podcast where we take a super practical look at the body its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. This year, on or around November the 6th, citizens across America will be asked to vote for their state's next batch of future lawmakers. In many of these elections, citizens will also be asked to vote on new potential health policies, including health-related updates to their state's constitutions. If this is something that happens where you live, By now, you've no doubt noticed a flood of ads telling you which way you should vote or what you should think about the issues. But for all the space they take up on our Facebook feeds, voting ads don't always do a very good job of telling us the whole story about new policies or explaining what the new policies are actually supposed to do. We think that's a load of horseshit. So for this week's adventure, we sifted through 50 states' worth of government jargon in order to see and explain the health-related issues that will be up for voting in your state's election next month. You're welcome. Now, in order to share what we found, we're going to be listing all of the nation's upcoming health-related ballot items, one state at a time, in alphabetical order. So having said that, If you're listening from the state of Wyoming, we hope you're nice and comfortable. Here we go. Alabama. If you'll be voting in the state of Alabama next month, your ballot will only have one special voting item for you to wrestle with. The item is called the State Abortion Policy Amendment, and before we even get into it, we'll just note that the term abortion describes a group of procedures that can be done when a decision is made to end a pregnancy. Right now, the legal options for having an abortion involve medications that can be used to end a pregnancy and surgical procedures that can be used to end a pregnancy. Currently, federal law makes it legal for people to have abortions during the first 20 or so weeks of a pregnancy but that hasn't stopped states around the country from creating policies that make abortions harder for their residents to get. 
That brings us back to Alabama and their state abortion policy amendment. If passed, this measure would change the language in Alabama's Constitution to make it so that the Alabama Constitution could never be used as a means of supporting abortion rights. At the moment, Alabama's Constitution doesn't say anything either way about abortion, but Alabama lawmakers are hoping to change that because they know that new, formal anti-abortion language will put them in a better position to block abortions if the federal government ever decides to roll back its protections for abortion rights. California. If you'll be voting in the state of California next month, you won't face the stress of making decisions about abortion laws, but don't relax just yet. Because lawmakers in California have been busy. As a result, its voters will have not one, not two, but four voting items to think about on voting day. The first voting item, called Proposition 4, is a plan that allows $1.5 billion to be committed to a fund that provides financial support to construction projects and equipment upgrades for local children's hospitals. The fund is called the Children's Hospital Bond Act Fund, and if Proposition 4 passes, 72% of the money it receives will be used to support nonprofit hospitals and for programs that help children with special health needs. The rest of the money would be spent on University of California's Children's Hospital and a handful of private hospitals that also serve children with special health needs. The second voting item that you'll be able to vote on in California this year is called Proposition 8, and it would enforce caps on the amounts of profits that can be made by clinics that provide kidney dialysis services. The proposition is called Limits on Dialysis Clinics Revenue and Required Refunds Initiative, and it would basically require dialysis clinics to return any charges above 115% of what it actually costs them to provide care. The hope with Proposition 8 is that the limits on profits would encourage corporations who run dialysis clinics to invest the money that they do make in improving patient care. Once you get done voting on children's hospitals and profits for dialysis clinics, you'll then be able to bring your attention to Proposition 11, which would require ambulance companies to provide more training and mental health services for their EMTs and paramedics. But it would also require workers to be on call during their breaks if their salaries are set up such that they get paid during break times. It turns out that this proposition, which is also called the Ambulance Employees Paid on Call Breaks Training and Mental Health Services Initiative, is being backed by an ambulance company called the American Medical Response. American Medical Response is the biggest ambulance service company in the country and they're currently being sued for not paying workers who take calls during their breaks. The passage of Proposition 11 
could get them off the hook for these lawsuits. Now, in my professional opinion, the last proposition up for voting in California this year should make everyone want to move to the Golden State because this proposition, called Proposition 7, would permanently get rid of Daylight's savings time. Proposition 7, which is officially called Proposition 7 Permanent Daylight Savings Time Measure, would set up laws that would go into effect if the federal government ever rolled back its laws about keeping daylight savings. The idea behind this proposition is that daylight savings is outdated and bad for people's health. But critics worry that too little daylight in the mornings would result in children having to travel to school in the dark during the winter months. Colorado. If you'll be voting in Colorado, you won't have quite as many health-related voting items to deal with as California voters. But you may be glad to know that you can chime in on one that you will have. It's called Proposition 112, Minimum Distance Requirements for New Oil, Gas, and Fracking Project Initiatives. Who comes up with these names? If passed, Colorado's Proposition 112 will place limits on how close oil and gas wells can be placed near schools, homes, playgrounds, sports fields, hospitals, public parks, and community drinking water sources. In extreme cases, such as instances where homes or schools are involved, oil and gas wells will have to be at least 2,500 feet away. In less extreme cases, such as instances that involve outdoor areas like playgrounds, 350 feet will be good enough. Georgia. If you'll be voting in Georgia, you'll have a chance to vote on a health measure called Referendum B, include business financed properties in existing nonprofit mentally disabled housing tax exemption measure. Classic. Referendum B is supposed to clear up some confusion about an existing Georgia law that provides tax breaks for housing for people with mental health needs. If passed, this referendum will make it clear that these tax breaks apply even if the housing is financed through entities like business corporations. Idaho. If you'll be voting in Idaho, the only health-related voting item you'll need to consider is called Proposition 2, Medicaid Expansion Initiative. Medicaid can be thought of as a kind of government-run system of health insurance for people who need help paying for their health care. In order to receive Medicaid coverage, people across the country have to meet certain eligibility requirements. If approved, Proposition 2 would expand Medicaid eligibility to include people who are under 65 years old people whose income is less than 133% of the poverty level, and people who are not eligible for any other kind of state-run insurance coverage in Idaho. The cost of expanding Idaho's Medicaid coverage in this way 
would be paid for through the Affordable Care Act, commonly called Obamacare. Massachusetts. If you'll be voting in Massachusetts, you'll have the pleasure of reviewing a health-related voting item called Question 1, Nurse Patient Assignment Limits Initiative. Now that's what I call a voting item title. Question 1 has to do with placing limits on the number of patients that can be assigned to a single nurse working in a Massachusetts hospital at any given time. The actual limits would be based on the type of patients being cared for, and the idea, which is supported by health and safety groups, seems to be that limits of this kind will improve patient care. Critics of question one include hospital executives, business industry, and some nursing associations who worry that this measure would hurt staffing flexibility. Michigan. If you'll be voting in Michigan, the only health-related voting item you'll see will be one called Proposal 1 Marijuana Legalization Initiative. As the title suggests, if approved, Proposal 1 would allow adults who are at least 21 years old to possess and use marijuana for recreational purposes. It would also reduce certain marijuana violations from crimes to civil infractions, set up a system of licensing for businesses that sell marijuana, allow citizens to grow up to 12 marijuana plants in their homes for personal use, and apply a 10% marijuana sales tax that would be used to support things like clinical trials, schools, and roads. Now, we realize that recreational use of marijuana is not the same thing as medical use of marijuana, and by that logic, Michigan's Proposal 1 is only kind of health-related. But recreation can be an important part of mental health, so we decided to keep this one in the final cut. Missouri. If you'll be voting in Missouri this next month, and you want a shot at voting on marijuana, you'll have three separate chances. On top of being able to vote on a measure involving bingo game advertisements. That is 100% real. We did not make that up. Anyway, Missouri's voting items will include one called Amendment 2, one called Amendment 3, and another one called Proposition C and they all seem to involve different and sometimes conflicting ways to vote on legal marijuana. The first of these items is Amendment 2, which is formally called Medical Marijuana and Veteran Healthcare Services Initiative. If approved, this measure would allow patients with doctor's orders to grow up to six marijuana plants in their homes and buy at least four ounces of marijuana every 30 days. The measure would also allow for at least 24 marijuana dispensaries to be created and would apply a 4% marijuana tax that would be used to fund health care services, job training, housing assistance, and other services for veterans. Door number two for Missouri's voting items on marijuana is called Proposition C, 
and it has details very similar to the ones we mentioned in Amendment 2. For one thing, Proposition C, whose whole name is Medical Marijuana and Veterans Healthcare Services Education, Drug Treatment, and Public Safety Initiative, would let patients with doctor's orders buy 2.5 ounces of marijuana every 14 days instead of the four ounces every 30 days described in Amendment 2. It would also apply a 2% marijuana tax instead of Amendment 2's 4% and would use the tax money to pay for slightly different services, namely veteran services, drug treatment, education, and public safety. Proposition C would also establish one marijuana center for every 100,000 residents, rather than the 24 dispensaries proposed in Amendment 2. Okay, Missouri's third marijuana voting item, which is called Amendment 3, Medical Marijuana and Biomedical Research and Drug Development Institute Initiative, is pretty similar to the other two, except that if approved, this option would let patients with doctor's orders buy at least three ounces of marijuana every 30 days, would create two dispensaries per every 20,000 residents, and would create a 15% marijuana sales tax on top of another sales tax for growing marijuana. With the Amendment 3 option, tax money from marijuana would be used to fund the Biomedical Research and Drug Development Institute which would oversee the state's medical marijuana program while studying cures for cancer and other diseases. In case you can't tell, because you don't have your calculator out, Amendment 3 would raise the most money of all three of Missouri's marijuana proposals. But in this case, it appears that all the money would essentially be going to the same place. Also, if you heard all of that and you aren't sure what to choose, you should know that voters in Missouri will be allowed to vote for as many of these marijuana initiatives as they'd like, because Missouri will just approve whichever item receives the most votes. Montana. If you'll be voting in Montana, you'll have similar health-related voting items to Idaho. But Montana's initiative called the Montana I-185 Extend Medicaid Expansion and Increase Tobacco Taxes Initiative, would support the Medicaid expansion that Montana did back in 2015. Currently, 95% of the cost of Montana's new Medicaid enrollees is paid for by the federal government, but that support is scheduled to go down to 90% in 2020. In order to offset this decrease in funding support, if passed, Montana's I-185 would increase taxes on all tobacco products, including e-cigarettes and vaping products. In addition, any extra money from this tax would be used to fund smoking prevention, veteran services and suicide prevention, and home and community-based Medicaid waiver services. Nebraska. Like the folks in Idaho and Montana, if you'll be voting in Nebraska, 
you'll have a chance to chime in on a Medicaid expansion plan. On your voting ballot, this item will be called Initiative 427, Medicaid Expansion Initiative. And if approved, this measure would make Nebraska one of the states that provides Medicaid for people under the age of 65 with incomes that are equal to or below 138% of the poverty line. This measure would specifically require Nebraska's Department of Health and Human Services to file a Medicaid expansion plan with the Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services on or before April 1, 2019. Now, in case you were wondering, most of the cost of this expansion would be paid for by the federal government. Nevada. If you'll be voting in Nevada, you'll have two health-related voting items to work through, and they both have to do with taxes. The first is called Question 2, Sales Tax Exemption for Feminine Hygiene Products Measure. And the short version is that if approved, this measure would start applying the same tax breaks to feminine hygiene products that it already applies to ChapStick, Viagra, dandruff shampoo, and other products that are classified as health supplies. Once you get done voting on lower taxes for tampons, you'll also have a chance to vote on question four, medical equipment sales tax exemption. If approved, question four would expand the list of medical devices that people can buy tax-free to include things like oxygen tanks, ventilators, drug infusion devices, feeding pumps, hospital beds, bath and shower aids, wheelchairs, walkers, canes, and crutches. The point of this measure is to ease the financial burden that some people experience when they have to buy equipment related to their health. But critics of this measure warn that giving tax breaks on medical equipment could lead to tax breaks in other areas that Nevada may not actually be able to afford. New Mexico. If you'll be voting in New Mexico, you'll encounter a health-related voting item called Question A, a Senior Citizen's Facilities Bond, which, if approved, would commit $10.77 million to improvements for senior citizens' facilities. The bulk of this money would come from property taxes. And there's not much else to say about this measure because it seems pretty cut and dry. Take some notes, Missouri. North Dakota. We'll give you two guesses on health measures you'll be voting on if you'll be voting in North Dakota. Do you give up? Okay, we'll tell you. If you'll be voting in North Dakota, the health-related voting item you'll see will be one called Measure 3, Marijuana Legalization and Automatic Expungement Initiative. Say that 10 times fast. Similar to the measure that will appear on Michigan's voting ballot, if approved, Measure 3 would legalize recreational use of marijuana for people who are at least 21 years old. It would also create penalties for anyone caught giving marijuana to people who are under 21 years old. 
As an added bonus, unlike in Michigan, North Dakota's Measure 3 would also build a process for expunging criminal records related to marijuana convictions that occurred during the time before marijuana was legalized. O-H. If you're like me and you'll be voting in Ohio, your voting items will include a chance to vote on an issue that has been plaguing our community for at least the past several years. The ballot item itself is called Issue 1, Drug and Criminal Justice Policies Initiative. And if passed, this measure will reduce the possible criminal charges for people caught using or possessing drugs, stop courts from sending certain people back to jail for non-criminal probation violations, create programs that allow people in prison to participate in work, education, and drug rehabilitation, and require Ohio to use any money it saves by keeping people out of jail to support drug treatment and rehabilitation programs for people who are still in jail. Among other things, the basic idea here seems to be to try and better serve people who are struggling with drugs by treating them less like criminals and more like patients. And even though the measure would not apply to people classified as drug dealers, it's estimated that the changes outlined in Issue 1 would reduce our prison population by 10,000 people and save us $136 million in taxes every year. Oklahoma. If you'll be voting in Oklahoma, you'll get the chance to chime in on a health-related voting item called State Question 973, Right of Optometrists and Opticians to Practice in Retail Establishments Initiative. If passed, this measure will end Oklahoma's practice of stopping eye doctors and eyeglass makers from practicing inside of retail spaces, like Walmarts and Costco's. Oregon. If you'll be voting in Oregon, it might please you to know that your voting options will include a chance to vote on a measure that would ban taxes on groceries. The item is called Measure 103, Ban Tax on Groceries Initiative. And if approved, this measure would ban taxes on groceries. That one was easy. Not so fast. While this measure is described as a way to help middle and lower income families who already spend money to pay other kinds of taxes, it should be noted that Measure 103 would also freeze minimum corporate taxes for supermarkets. Critics of the measure have pointed out the fact that groceries in the state of Oregon are already tax-free, and because of that, argue that this measure may actually be nothing more than an attempt by grocery chains to protect themselves from future taxes on products like soda, and to enjoy lower taxes on other aspects of food production and shipping. Hmm. Well, if folks in Oregon can't decide on whether to ban taxes for groceries that are already tax-free, they can take a break from that and vote on the other health-related voting item in their state, which is an initiative called Measure 106, Ban Public Funds on Abortions Initiative. Measure 106 is somewhat similar to Alabama's abortion voting item, 
because it also involves making changes to its state constitution. But unlike in Alabama, if passed, Oregon's measure would only prevent its residents from having abortions paid for with state-funded health insurance plans or by health plans provided through public employers. This means that residents seeking abortions would have to pay for them out of pocket, except in cases involving rape, incest, or certain medical complications. Whatever your personal thoughts about this initiative or how it would likely affect the poor much more than other groups in the state, it might be worth noting that this particular measure does not appear to be consistent with the opinions of most Oregon voters. Rhode Island. If you'll be voting in Rhode Island, your voting options will include an item called Question 3, Environmental Recreation and Water Infrastructure Bond Measure. If approved, this measure would set aside $47.5 million for a number of environmental initiatives, including $7.9 million that would be committed to maintaining clean drinking water and $5 million that would be committed to maintaining wastewater treatment. Rhode Island's process for dealing with voting items is slightly different from other states because in Rhode Island, ballot voting items are used more like surveys rather than opportunities for residents to vote on or approve initiatives. South Dakota. If you'll be voting in South Dakota, your voting options will include an opportunity to vote on a measure called Initiated Measure 25 Tobacco Tax Increase Initiative. If passed, this measure would increase South Dakota's current tax on tobacco in order to fund education and workforce training. This measure is expected to generate about $55 million in taxes while helping workers to become more competitive. But critics of the measure worry that more taxes could hurt the state as well as its small businesses. Utah. If you'll be voting in Utah, you'll be in the company of all the other people who will be voting on marijuana this year. At the moment, Marijuana is only legal in Utah for people who have less than six months to live. But if passed, Utah's marijuana measure, called Proposition 2, Utah Medical Cannabis Act, would make marijuana legal in other medical situations too, like in cases where a person has cancer or HIV or Crohn's disease or post-traumatic stress disorder. It would also give people in these situations permission to grow up to six marijuana plants in their house if the nearest marijuana dispensary is more than 100 miles from where they live. To keep track of all this, the measure would also establish a five-member medical board to decide which situations to approve marijuana for and create a database for tracking all marijuana sales. If you get bored thinking about marijuana databases, you can also devote some attention to Utah's other health-related voting item, which is a measure called Proposition 3 Medicaid Expansion Initiative. As you might guess, 
If passed, this measure would expand Utah's Medicaid coverage to include more than 150,000 low-income adults under the age of 65 and more than 22,000 children who are not currently eligible for Medicaid. The measure would also maintain existing Medicaid and children's health insurance programs with their original benefits, patient costs, payment rates, and eligibility standards. Washington State. Now, if you were tickled by Oregon's grocery tax measure, we'll give you a moment to guess what Washington State has. If you decided not to guess because voting items make you tired, we'll go ahead and tell you that, like in Oregon, if you'll be voting in Washington State, your voting options will include a chance to vote for an initiative called Initiative 1634, the Prohibit Local Taxes on Groceries measure. Like in Oregon, Washington State doesn't actually have taxes on groceries, but unlike in Oregon, Washington State does apply some sizable taxes to sugary drinks like sodas, sports beverages, and juice products that contain less than 50% fruit juice. If approved, Initiative 1634 would get rid of this sugary drink tax, and supporters of the measure say that that would be a good thing because they say that ditching the drink tax would help small businesses to stay afloat. No matter what you think of soft drinks or small businesses, when it comes time to vote, it might interest you to know that some of these supporters just happen to include the Coca-Cola Company, PepsiCo, the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, and Red Bull North America. We'll let you make of that what you will. West Virginia. If you'll be voting in West Virginia, you won't see any grocery items to vote on, but you will see a health-related ballot item called Amendment 1, No Right to Abortion and Constitution Measure. Of all of the abortion measures we've mentioned so far, this one is the most similar to the one being proposed in Alabama, because like in Alabama, if passed, Amendment 1 would add language to its state's constitution to make it so that, quote, nothing in this constitution secures or protects a right to abortion or requires the funding of abortion, end quote. Just like in the case of Alabama, a measure like this won't be able to ban or outlaw abortions in West Virginia without support from the federal government, but it would remove any abortion rights protections that may currently be implied by the West Virginia's current constitution. Okay, that was intense. So if you've made it this far, pat yourself on the back and give yourself a cookie because you probably now know more about our country's upcoming election ballots than anyone else you'll see around the water cooler this week. Do the humans still drink from those? I think it's just a figure of speech now. Noted. 
If you live in Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, Wisconsin, or Wyoming, and you noticed that we didn't mention anything about your state, know that we didn't just skip over you because we were so overwhelmed by all of those marijuana measures. If we didn't mention your state, it's because the place where you live doesn't have any health-related voting items coming up during next month's election. But that doesn't mean that your state won't have any non-health-related voting items coming up during next month's election. To find out whether this is the case, we highly recommend checking out the super user-friendly voters guide at votesaveamerica.com. Of course, if you'd really like to get into the weeds, you can also read more about each state's voting items at ballotpedia.org. Together, these organizations were some of the primary resources for this week's adventure. And this episode would not have been possible without the tireless work of their research and fact-checking teams. Browsing these and similar resources will help you find all the information you'll need to make informed choices at the ballot box this year, especially since this episode, while helpful, is in no way a comprehensive summary of all of our country's upcoming voting items. If that doesn't inspire you, you may just enjoy reading more about surprising and futuristic voting measures, like Alaska's Salmon Habitat Protection Initiative or Nevada's Automatic Voter Registration Measure. Anyway, that is definitely all for now, so stay tuned, everybody. Please vote for this podcast by telling the other humans to listen to it so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42 Tower Beam Sunshine Strain. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?